You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. I am sitting here. My name is Chika Eloy. Welcome, Jay Teresi. Hi, Jay. Chica, great to see you. Can you see me, Jay? Can you? I, can I mean, I'm you. just listening. <laughs> this our, is a podcast. Our listeners don't know that, but yeah, I, 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 I'm seeing your handsome face as we're podcasting together through the screen, so that's exciting. That's awesome, man. We're back here for another episode on the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast, uh, part three in our conversations around anger. And Jay, I just last night re-listened to episode two. And so to catch listeners up, if you have not done that, we suggest you go back to the, the start and, and get one, two, and now three. We finished really talking about Colossians um, and, and also challenging ourselves not to stuff it down. And we really wanted to unpack that on today's episode. Jay, what were some other, other rings that you still have from last episode? You know, we talked a lot about what righteous anger versus unrighteous anger looks like. And I think as we grow in this Chica and we start talking about stuffing it down, you know, there's a way to do that that's healthy and biblical and grows you. And there's a way to do that that's unhealthy and you start white knuckling it and you think you're doing the right thing, stuffing it down. But if you're doing it in the wrong ways, all you're really doing is building bitterness and resentment in you. And that's eventually going to explode out in unrighteous anger that you then feel guilty about or can you know, damage relationships. So I'm excited to hear what you've got for us around the steps. Because the reality is, if you stuff things down in the wrong way, it's actually going to lead to the outcome you desperately don't want. Righteous anger, Jay. Righteous anger is expressed when we are confronted with sins, when, when the mirror is held up. And um, that righteous anger, as we walked through last time, can also kind of bubble up when we see injustice. Jay, I know that you've got... Um, students now that are into gymnastics and this week i was i was on instagram scrolling through some <laughs> some rubbish i don't know what i was doing on instagram but um i came upon this clip of do you know who michaela michaela maroney is yeah. the ex us gymnast and mm -hmm. she was in court talking about the um stuff that her trainer was doing nasa Right. Mm -hmm. And I also sit on the board of US Safe Sports. So I just felt this incredible just cringe in my heart. And I got I got physically mad at, at my phone, at my phone, Jay. And I'm sitting there going, I am so mad right now that they wouldn't even listen to these girls. Um, and they're protecting this sicko that's out there hurting them. Right. And it's expressed when things like child abuse, pornography, racism, homosexual activity, fornication, abortion, you know, they're some real topics there that you could almost feel justified in feeling mad as a believer when you read the bible a lot of things come up and this is where you know that big churchy word legalism can come in if you start dropping on the world your perspective on what that said and judging everybody and trying to hold them accountable you're going to get very angry because the world's going to keep letting you down like it's fallen and broken and if you go to an expectation of if you just did these things, everything would be great. But that's not true. You look at the church and the church is a hospital. It's a very sick place full of very sick people doing all those things you just said, right? That whole list is as alive in the church as it is outside of the church. That wasn't even Jesus' point. Jesus' point was what you said. Hey, we need to get righteously angry 
about the things that break God's heart. And the thing that behavior, sins in the world, our job is not to get unrighteously angry at those people and point our finger at them. Our job is to say, how do we love them? Now, your example is a really good one because what happened there? A bunch of adults failed children. That breaks God's heart. Your anger is well-placed at the phone. But what's the anger really about? Is it really about the guy that did the thing? Yeah, of course, some of it is. But a lot of your anger probably stems from where were the rest of these adults mm-hmm. not confronting sin in a healthy way, not listening to the children, not reacting? Like that's righteous anger you were feeling. But then what happens, Chica? We have to stuff it down because you have nothing you can do with it. So now you get off of you get off of scrolling and you're like, I have nothing to do with this. And so I'm sure you just stuffed it down. But what does that actually build in your heart and soul? Now you're carrying that anger, even though you were even part of that situation. That is now imprinted in your soul and you're carrying it and you have to do something with it. What do you do with it? You can like, what did you do with it? Because you know that, <laughs> the, here's the interesting thing about how God designed our bodies. Your body doesn't know you weren't part of that situation. Your body doesn't know that's not happening right now. So when you got done reading, your body physiologically is reacting to, uh-oh, danger, anger, gear up, all those chemicals dropped into you. And now you have to deal with that because it, it's left a soul imprint on you. It's left a physical imprint on you. Like it is a, such a great example, Chica, of how, and now we're overwhelmed by that every day, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all scrolling every day. You know, we were never designed to know as much about the world as we know. Never were we designed, right? We were designed to live in smaller communities, in tribes. We were not designed to know what's going on on the other side of the world all the time. And You know, as we all know, what we know is all the bad stuff. That's (laughs) not how we were designed. So to your point, Chica, our listeners, the men on this podcast, you're probably having to deal with responding to anger multiple times a day. And and these scars are building and you don't even know. Mm. Well said, Jay. That that righteous anger you spoke of reminded me of what we kind of touched on last episode, which was the the ungodly anger and this idea that um we're motivated sometimes by pride. Um, and like you said, we sometimes allow that anger or madness or frustration to sit and linger. Ugh. So what are we going to do about it? I mean, if we can't stuff it down, I, I'm wondering how do we handle anger biblically, especially, you know, when we don't want to excuse it, whatever we're getting righteously angry about, um, nor do we want to shift the blame as well. So I've got a couple of questions for you, Jay. Let me drop these on you. And listeners, I want us to kind of sit up and pay attention. I think these three questions really, really get to the key of what Jay was just mentioning there, which is the heart of our anger. So the first question for you, Jay, what tends to make you feel mad, frustrated, angry? Oh, man, that's such a great question. And, you know, I was just reflecting on what you said. And if I did that scrolling and you had all that anger last night and you stuffed it down, what, what concerns me about that is it needs to come out somewhere and, and it's going to come out later in a way that's unexpected, unrighteously. And, and if I'm carrying around all that unexpected anger and you ask me that question, what makes me mad? You know, things that make me mad, this is going to sound silly, but I, I ran retail stores for a long time. So I like things to be organized and clean. So if I come in the house and it's not organized and clean, I, I just, drives me nuts. Like it really drives me nuts. I like things to be in their spots. I like it to be tight. And, and, you know, I have a house for kids. I got all these animals, you know, my house is a zoo. And so keeping it clean and tight, that's not, that's not how the world works around here. But, you know, that can drive me nuts. If I'm not careful, it can come out unrighteously, especially in your example. If I've just listened to something on the news, if I've just watched something, if I've just been thinking about something that makes me 
angry and I had no outlet for it, Chica. And then I wander into the house and I see something that's not right. My response to that could be 10 X what it should be comes out unrighteously. So there's other things, but it, here's what I will tell you. The things that make me angry, unfortunately are the stupid things that Jesus would say, that is not even worth your time. And, and I do not get angry enough as we said in the last episode about the things that break his heart, where he's like, where are you in this? Jay, in Ephesians chapter four, it says, if you become angry, do not let your anger lead you into sin and do not stay angry all day. That is such a, uh, I think, relevant comment for, for today. And that bleed over that you speak of, I think, is that is that verse in its, its entirety. Think about the times where we get mad. I can think about the times where I get mad and I've stuffed it down. And like you said, then I walk over here and I turn to the bottle. Or I walk over here and I turn to the screen or I walk over here and I ignore what's right in front of me because I don't want to do that because I'm not going to be angry about it. And so therefore it's bleeding over into other areas. Well, and you know, Chica, gosh, that's, that's a powerful question because what you just said, listeners, if you didn't catch that, what Chica was saying is you stuff it down. You're a good Christian guy. I'm going to stuff this down. I know I can't go explode on people. Now, what do I have to do with it? I have to medicate it because I need to feel better. Because as we talked about, my body is physiologically reacting. I'm now in stress. I'm under stress. I need to relieve that stress. So now I'm going to medicate it. And she could just lay out pretty beautifully some of the ways we medicate, some other ways we medicate, right? I'm going to go binge Netflix and just check out all of those medications, right? Chica are some form of checking out, which is really sin. So I'm really actually not dealing with the anger, but now I've introduced sin to cover the anger. And now I'm in this virtuous terrible, vicious cycle, not virtuous, but vicious cycle of, you know, getting angry, stuffing it down, using sin to medicate it, getting angry, stuffing it down, using sin to medicate it. And boy, the end of that, I mean, I can think of my own life, Chica, how some of those cycles have ended and not, not pretty. Well, I think of my wife, I think of my kids looking in on my life in times in the past where I've done that. And they know, they know. And, and so it's very humbling to look back over the the decades of being married or decades being in relationships, even with my parents, you know, you think of your parents, Jay, I mean, where have you been frustrated because now you've grown and maybe taken a different path to what you were being groomed to be? I don't know, listener, maybe with your brothers or sisters, maybe you've got estranged brothers or sisters because they've taken on different lifestyle choices than you. And where have we really stuffed it down and therefore medicated um, or avoided dealing with what we've pushed into the, uh, into the closet? deep into the closet next to <laughs> next to the christmas outfits oh man you're scratching on something so deep so when you talk about stuffing down anger i would say for the majority of our listeners the majority of stuffed down anger in their life has to do with their family of origin stories i think what you just said is so powerful and and i know through the months and years we're doing this podcast we're going to talk a lot about family of origin as psychologists and the science continues to expand the understanding of the impact of family of origin on our lives and our story and how it shapes us grows exponentially. And boy, Chica, you said it. How much anger have we stuffed down from our childhood, from things that happened to us in our childhood, either inside of our family structure or at school? How has that shaped us? And how does that shape how we respond to anger today? Mm. Because it becomes a behavior pattern, right? Like I have this pattern. I, I'm either someone who doesn't bother stuffing it down and I'm exploding on people all over the place. We know a lot of guys like that, right, Chica? And they're just, they're just, 
time bombs are just exploding <laughs> everywhere. Or I get angry and I stuff it down and I just isolate from the world and I'm angry. And, you know, I don't, all the people in my life know, ooh, I can't talk to him for a day or two. Like it's bad and that makes me feel bad, but I, I got, I, but I'm more scared of his explosion. Or, or I fake it. That's the worst one. Oh, right? boy. I put the, the smile, I stuff it all down. So my inner life is bitter and black and angry and despair and anxiety. But to the world, I'm like, hey, God is good. God is good all the time. Yeah, that suit last Sunday really looked nice with your Sunday best on, oh, Jay. <laughs> it's not bad, right? Life is so good. The poser just takes over. Mm. Let's, uh, let, let's jump back into the marketplace, into the workplace for a second, Jay. Um, I know that you and I have dealt with really um, – different personalities. And I have had in my life moments where I've gone, wow, I did not see that coming from somebody either above me, or maybe even someone below me in the organization. And when I say below, uh, just in terms of rank and order. In, um, in Romans, Romans 12, 19 says, don't try to get revenge for yourselves, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. And Jay, I know that you and I have had offline conversations about when we're frustrated at work, that we really shouldn't put the person that we're frustrated with in front of us as an opponent. Think about that. When you're frustrated, potentially you, you, you go and you, you start to bring your chest up and, and they become an opponent to you. But what we should be doing is leaving that to God and we show as much love as possible in that moment. <laughs> so my second question here, Jay, with all of that kind of context is what behavior characteristics annoy you the most and then what do you do with that? We said way back in our first episode, what is one of the definitions of biblical manhood? One of the definitions is I don't actually exist anymore. I'm sold out for Christ. I'm dying to myself. I live for him, which means I don't have opponents mm. in the way you're talking about. Because as the fruit of the spirit grows in me, my job is to respond in love as you're asking. And what the interesting part about wrath as I think about what you're saying and what comes into my mind is, our idea of wrath, and we have a pretty refined idea of wrath in the United States. Like we want, you know, die hard, man. We want to see the bad guy get killed. Wait, we what? want to see, like, we want to see judgment delivered. We love the Avengers. We love the Punisher. Like we want to see, we want to see our enemy get dealt with, right? And in and, and the Old Testament was like that too. Like you read the Psalms. I mean, David is like not shy about saying like, God, crush them. But that's not Jesus. That's not the way he rolls. And now in the age of grace, right? Since Christ has come, God's trying to draw everyone to him before the restoration. And so now wrath might not look like what we think it looks like. And so the way God deals with them may be totally different than what we expect. And it is wrath and judgment, but he's going to try to bring them to him and things may implode in their life. But again, it won't be the way you think, the way you want. You have to really step back and say, I love this person. One, that's difficult. Two, Jesus, I'm going to let you deal with them and I'm going to respond to them in love, but not fake. So you ask like, what annoys you? Oh, so many things annoy me. The other day, someone said something on a conference call and, and I didn't see it coming like you're talking about. And it was a stunner and it was a direct shot at me. And there's a lot large audience on the call and I'm an authority there. So another, another authority figure, a peer came out of nowhere with a really sharp shot right to me. And you, you know, we're all on Zoom, so it's hard to hear the collective breath of the group. But as collective breaths go on Zoom, the Zoom call took a collective breath. And I had a moment right there. And I just sat for a minute and there was an awkward silence. And then I said, thank you for that. 
And then we moved on. And then my team afterwards was like, why did you tear his face off? Like, yeah. what is going on? That was so inappropriate. It was so wrong what he did. And, you know, my comment was, it was wrong. He knew it. I knew it. The whole room knew it because everybody took the collective breath. But in that moment, now, my, my, I will tell you, in that moment, I had to make a choice, Chica. I chose the fruit of the spirit, Jesus path, but my adrenaline did pump and 30 year old Jay did rise for a moment. And he was about to like come through that screen with a response. And then 46 year old Jay, who's been really trying to walk with the Lord was like, hold up. It's all good. And you know, what's amazing about that. You know, that response, that, that fruit of the spirit response led to better outcomes later as people realize what they did. And I'm sorry about that. And that's not that was not, you know, all the good things happened and people had realization. Had I responded in the old way, though, there would have been nothing but World War III on that call. That That's real, too. When you, when you first began speaking and you said forgiveness, it took me to, you know, like a, a courtroom where the parents are sitting there and looking at the drunk driver that killed their kid. Oh. And then we all, we all kind of roll our eyes and say, how could they forgive them? But we all deal with that type of scenario in this context where it's the exact same. We have to forgive. We have to show love. And it starts with the communication too, because I can't just wink my eye and that's forgiveness. I've got to go and say something out loud potentially too, to let them know that I'm walking in love with them, even though I'm really angry right now. And that can start with your wife. I'm really angry with you right now, but I love you. And I'm going to, I'm going to go take a breath in the other room. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I listen, and I can only imagine you on that zoom call and me being one of your team watching you. I am waiting for you to explode. So I'm watching your physical, I'm listening to your voice. And I think in the communication, when we do get mad, it's easy to raise our voice. But you and I would also say that our learning over the years has been raising the voice doesn't really achieve anything. It doesn't do anything but escalate the situation. And so really paying attention as a listener right now, if you think in practical steps, when you do start to bubble, pay attention to the tension in your body. Are you lifting? Are you raising? Are you, you know, wh where is it coming out? And that's really the, the monitoring where you're not stuffing it down, but you're paying attention to and making adjustments to walk in the spirit. Yeah, just what you said is so powerful, Chica. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. We as men are designed to be warriors. And that is a characteristic of God. So our response is natural to want to fight and attack. And the unnatural response is to respond with a weapon of love. Man, that sounds so churchy and it sounds so soft. But the reality is, can you think of a more manly way to respond if you're a believer and a follower of Christ than to rise above, but not rise above in a I'm better than you judgmental way to be able to rise above because you can see how God sees that person and you can love them in that moment and respond in love because you're right, Chica, the fight back, the comment, none of that is going to transform anybody. None of that is going to be light shining in their life that draws them to Jesus. It's only going to harden their stance and we're only going to be at war. But when you respond in love, it deflates everything. <laughs> and it was interesting what my team said. They did want me to attack, but then one of them goes, but you know what? The way you responded, that was really the right thing to do. They, everybody knows and wants to see the person respond correctly, but but it's so hard. So just yeah. what you said is is very powerful. Have your kids ever been so mad at you in a situation that they shouted or they said something that ever changed your mind? 
<laughs> no, no, right? And yeah. so I just think of that as well. It's like getting all flustered and, and getting all ragey is not going to change anybody's mind and is definitely not going to bring them to Jesus, which is the third one that we're going to leave out there for uh, for our listeners, Jay. The first one is what tends to make you feel mad? The second one was what behaviors annoy you? And the third one, let me hold up a mirror, Jay, for you and for me and for our listeners. What is my anger revealing about my present walk with Jesus? Oh, boy. And and I don't want you to answer that. I want our listeners to reflect on that and, and know that everything Jay just covered there at the end about recognizing our anger will hopefully move us towards preventing future outbursts because we're choosing Jesus ahead of ourselves bubbling over the top. Mm, so good. Good form, Jay. Well, um, let's leave our listeners with one last quote as well to think of, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, it's been a great discussion around anger. Um, last last week, we finished with Colossians. This week, I would love, Jay, for us to kind of pray out thinking about James, where he says, Dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and what? Slow to become angry. Anger. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So our hope and our prayers for you this week as you move in thinking about the way that you may bubble over is that you can continue to look to Jesus first and walk with the Spirit.